Time now for us to talk food, and the editor of Dish, Sarah Tuck, has created an exotic but practical pasta recipe. It's in the latest spring issue of the magazine, but she's also in our Auckland studio to share her recipe because, you know, recipes are just great when they are spoken word, aren't they, Sarah? Uh, yeah, so much easier than seeing... Well, actually, I prefer to, to show too. someone... Yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to try and describe it to exactly. you. Exactly. All of the adjectives that, you know, you can hear the excitement in the voice and so on and so forth, I guess, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, hey, before we actually get into the uh, the meat and drink of the recipe, tell us a bit about how Dish sort of helps people um, who are a little bit time poor. Oh, right. Well, that's – oh, thanks. It's such a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Very good question. Um, look, we, we recently did a, a readership survey, and one of the things that came back more than anything else was that people uh, wanted food really fast. And so we've tried to respond to that. You know, at the moment, um, you know, people are working harder and longer and taking work home and um, giving them less time to, to cook. So what we've done is we've um, created a section. It used to be called Easy Every Day, but we've renamed it Food Fast, and it's about to double in size so that it's got really quick, accessible recipes that um, take, for example, the one that we're going to talk about today takes literally 15 minutes to make um, so that people can still have great, you know, healthy, amazing-tasting food, but, um, you know, really, really quickly. Having good practical recipes up your sleeve, particularly pasta recipes, in my experience, is a really, really excellent skill to have. Kind of like knowing all of the two-letter words in Scrabble. (laughs) Yeah, bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been making a lot. I've been trying to perfect... uh, an alio et ulio um, pasta, oil um, and oil and garlic pasta. Yeah, which fantastic. Is, yeah, I mean, I, I was. Uh, I mean, it seems unbelievable that it's actually a recipe because it's so simple, but made really well, it can be beautiful and tasty. Oh, amazing! And then you, when you have that as a start, which is incredible on its own, yeah. you, there's, there's easy things that you can add to that. So, as a base from that recipe, you can add, um, you know, parmesan or um, some lemon zest or some. Um, Chili. Did you say chili or garlic? Yeah, no, yeah, I no, no. garlic, yeah, but I yeah, did yeah, ch- wheat so, few chili flakes in there because yeah, so I'm so sophisticated. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then and then after that you can add other things as well, you know, a couple of black olives, a little bit of salted um, feta, you know, salty feta. Mm. So like, it's an amazing base, but um, a base that uh, you can add to as well. Brilliant. Mm, mm, mm. Cool. All right, let's talk about uh, today's recipe then. And I've been teasing it. It is for chili prawn pasta. Tell us a bit about it. Well, look. It is one of my favourite um, combinations. I love the chilli and the prawn together, but the other thing that works so beautifully in the dish is the pancetta, which has got that lovely kind of smoky, bacon-rich flavour. So you start off by just um, heating a little olive oil in a pan, um, add some chopped pancetta, or you can use streaky bacon, um, and then whack in some um, mini sweet capsicums, which are sliced up. um, And they look really pretty in the dish, and they've got that very sweet, gentle heat. Then um, you just toss in some prawns, some sliced red chilies, garlic, um, and then let that cook for a little bit and add um, tins of cherry tomatoes. I mean, you could use fresh if you wanted to, but if you have cherry tomatoes um, canned in the uh, cupboard, they're quick and easy to use. Tin cherry tomatoes. You yeah. don't read about those quite so often. What sort of flavour is there to those? Well, they're just a, they're sweet, um, and to be honest, they look gorgeous yeah. in the dish as well. I mean, they just look super pretty. Mm. So then all you do is add in a little bit of tomato paste, and while that's cooking, um, you cook either linguine or spaghetti, something. Um, I, I actually tend to use linguine. It's just a little bit wider, so it gets a bit more coated in that sauce. 
Um, and then by the time the sauce is ready, the linguine is ready, you throw it into the um, prawn and uh, chilli mix um, and then serve it up with a little bit of uh, chopped fresh parsley on it and some extra chilli flakes for heat. Mm, that's mm. so good. That's so, oh, I hate this section because it's like half you, an hour before I finish. I'm yeah, hungry. Yeah, I, and honestly, the best thing about it is it's it's the kind of thing that you would make for yourself and your family. Um, and you know, if you've got kids, you can leave the chili out and you can add just chili flakes to your own at the end. But it's also, I mean, really genuinely beautiful enough to serve to guests if you had people coming over for dinner. And then you have the option to of adding just a wee blob of mascarpone. Um, you know, at the end, which um, if people are phased by the heat, you know, will cut through that, and um, and it just looks gorgeous as well. Mm. Now, when it comes to pasta, um, one thing. Okay, so full disclosure here, mm. Sarah, I'm mm. not the I'm not the world's greatest cook, right? I'm, I'm really not. Let me help. You. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I just because I'm I'm reading through your instructions now, and um, and you talk about the importance of of, of cooking water and pasta water, mm-hmm. and that has kind of been a life changing discovery for me because I always just used to cook pasta and then dry the pasta in the colander, and it would be sort of mushy, gross, mm, kind of. Yeah. What what what, do, what is pasta water, and why do you use it? Look, it, it's magic, basically. Um, there's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of, um, so one of the things, um, also, if you're going to be putting pasta, sorry, I'm just diverting slightly. No, if you're going to be putting pasta into a sauce, I usually cook it for just a tiny bit less than the instructions as well, mm. because once you put it into the sauce, it's going to keep cooking, so you can avoid that mush factor. Um, also, I mean, I'm I'm feeling incredibly lucky that I've been to Italy and eaten the pasta there, and I would say that you know when we think about al dente in New Zealand, um, I don't. Um, you know, the, our al dente is is um, a lot softer than what they have in Italy. So you really want to have a little bit of bite um, in the pasta still. And then uh, while the pasta is cooking, it's releasing some of its starch into the water, um, which uh, works to kind of bind the sauce together a little bit at the end. Um, so it just makes the final sauce a little bit more silky um, and yeah, it's just a like a, a fantastic little extra ingredient into the dish. It makes an amazing difference, doesn't it? It's, it's incredible how little details like that can mm-hmm. really... So uh, another thing that I have been trying to teach myself how to do is to make a French omelette. Yeah. Um, and my first few just ended up being absolutely terrible. And it was because I wasn't beating them enough. I wasn't beating them till they were really super sort of almost crepe-like consistency. And so once I started spending like three minutes beating my mm-hmm. eggs, yeah. everything changed, life-changing. You know, that, yeah. that was it. It was just that tiny little detail. I know. Look, and, and it makes all the difference in the world. You know, and that's one of the things, you know, that, um, you know, it's really important when you're following a recipe, if you haven't made a dish several times before, to read the recipe really carefully and to follow the instructions. I mean, generally speaking... Um, you know, uh, it's it's not a great idea to swap ingredients unless you really know what you're doing mm. or to use different sized tins and things like that. I mean, those are the most common times that people um, kind of fall over when it comes to a recipe. <clears throat> and things like if it says beat it for three minutes, yep, that's, it's <laughs> going to give you the best result. Yeah. I guess it's cooking is a science and really good cooking is an art. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's such a gorgeous way of saying it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just come up with that now. <laughs> yeah. Can I steal that for a yeah, tagline? No, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, now, the full recipe for this chili prawn pasta is on the afternoon's website, mm-hmm. along with a beautiful picture of what it's meant to look like. Tell us a bit about prawns more generally, though, Sarah. Are there other ways of using them? Yeah, look, there are all sorts of ways to use them. And um, one of the things that I love about them is that they're, you know, they're low in fat and they're high in protein and they're really quick to cook, which means that they, um, you know, 
as I said before about, you know, wanting fast recipes, they're a brilliant protein to use for that. Um, and I should just sneakily say here too that there's, I, I counted, I didn't count, it actually came up with a number, I didn't have to count the recipes, but there's 157 prawn recipes on the Dish website. So if you ever wanted your, you know, came home with a bag of prawns and didn't know what to do, you just head to the Dish website for that. But... Um, for example, they uh, lend themselves to so many different flavour profiles. You know, they're, they're present in so many different kinds of cuisines, everything from Indian and Asian to Moroccan or Spanish or Italian, um, Mexican, you know, even Scandinavian cooking. So um, so an example, for example... An example, an example for example. example. <laughs> uh, we've all been there. Um, is um, <laughs> is uh, using them in salads and, and to two different salads with completely different flavour profiles, uh, one with mango and vermicelli rice noodles and Thai basil, coriander, mint, chilli and peanuts with an Asian-style dressing, which is phenomenal, you know, such incredibly bright flavours. And then you can also use the prawns with um, fresh nectarines or peaches when they're in season, some prosciutto, and then you get that lovely combination I was talking about Again, um, with the prawns and the smoky bacon flavour, and buffalo mozzarella, mint, and a little bit of olive oil, and that's you know a completely different um, combination of flavours. That's, and equally a, good. that's yeah. an incredible combination of flavour. Yeah. You, you really wouldn't expect them to work together, but I guess a prawn, as you say, is very, very dexterous. It is. It is. It is dexterous. Yeah. I mean, and then if you think about those kind of flavours, which were, you know you had some Asian flavours and, and Italian, and then it works equally well. Um, on Mexican tostadas with, you know, like a spicy slaw and tomato salsa, lots of lime and avocado and coriander. Um, and then uh, I make a really quick and easy garlic smoked paprika mayo, which um, it takes no time at all, 30 seconds. You open a jar of really good quality mayo and add some sweet smoked paprika um, and, the, and a little bit of grated lemon, uh, lime zest and um, some garlic, yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. stop it. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah Tark. That looks delicious. I'm looking oh, at it on the website now. Real pleasure my, speaking my with you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Alrighty, that is Sarah Tark, who is the editor of Dish Magazine.